Hi, I'm Jeremy Robinson, and this is the 19th hole. Hi, welcome to the 19th hole, brought to you by Glal.uk. Delighted today, we've got another couple of guys from Black Star Golf joining us. We've got David Boot, live from Belgium. Dave, thanks very much for uh, for joining us and cutting your practice an hour short, but there you go. Thank you very much for being with us. And all the way from Boston, I might add in Lincolnshire and not in America, we've got, to, here he goes, Jordan Risdale. So uh, <laughs> guys, thanks for joining us, especially you, Dave, um, as you're playing on the Challenge Show this week. Thanks a lot. No worries at all. You know I like my practice, so... Um... Wouldn't do it for anyone else. No, that's right. Yeah, I don't know about that, but there you go. How's <laughs> um how how's the course out there? You're just saying it's a bit wide open, soft, and probably not the greatest. Yeah, but yeah. it suits Dave's game down to a tee, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I did a lot of good work over the winter and put some uh, yards on with Neil, so um I'm all good now with these types of courses. Um, but you no, know, yeah, I mean it's uh kind of um slightly typical for what we sometimes get on the on the challenge tours or on some of the lower level tours um but um it will just it will just mean that the scoring will probably be uh low this week unless some and some weather comes in but um but yeah i mean i've only played nine holes so i'll play the other nine tomorrow but um yeah but from what i saw today it was um it was pretty wide not much rough soft greens soft fairways so uh yeah i would i would probably expect the scoring to be pretty low this week Good condition, the green's good? Yeah, very good. Yeah, very good condition. Yeah, I mean, that that's half the battle, really. You get a course where the, where the greens are okay. It's not too bad, really, is it? Yeah, yeah. I found the uh, challenge tour guy, the course is to be in a lot better condition this year, but have you? Yeah, they, they definitely have been. Uh, they've been making an effort, um, a big effort this year. They've got a, an actual challenge tour um, agronomist. Agronomist, which they yeah. Did, yeah, which they didn't have before. So um, he's been going around the events, I I think he's from Spain, um, but he's been going around the events basically a month or two beforehand to just check up and make sure that um, everything's sort of in tip-top shape for us. Yeah, I mean, the only one that's been a bit, I mean, not, not like I've been to many, I've only been to a couple, but the only one that was a bit dodgy was Finland, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't, did you play, you know, you didn't play Finland, did you, Jordan? No, um, I didn't, mate, no. Um, to be honest, like the, the pictures that we saw kind of, a month before or month before it or when we got there there was a couple of Finnish lads that had pictures even from like two weeks before it and literally the grass didn't I mean the greens didn't have any grass on them but when we got there they they actually rolled I put it on like better greens that have rolled worse so um and you could kind of tell that from the scoring the scoring was the cut was four under I think and there was three ten unders during the week so um one of, one of which of those was on Saturday in the rain so you know, you you, you quickly realise um, that you know you, whatever's or whatever the condition is, you, you, somebody's going to go low, so you just got to go do it. Yeah, um, Jordan. So just moving on, a good top ten last week, mate. It's been, season's been a little bit up and down. I'm sure you'd probably admit that yourself, but obviously you seem to be showing form now. And this time of the year is, or, or is always, excuse me, is always a great time to be showing the best of form as well. Uh, yeah, um, I've been obviously working hard but maybe not working on the right things at the start of the year maybe and um just game got a little bit away from me struggled a little bit and now 
know um, the last six weeks have just, I don't know, a few things have clicked in, in my technique work that I've been doing. And then, yeah, it's, it's a funny game and that you never know when you can start playing some really good golf. Obviously, nice to get a top 10 last week. Um, just to prove to yourself that you're still playing, obviously, solid golf. I'd been playing decent the weeks before, but always finishing middle of the pack. So it's not really uh, putting yourself in like position to win or get some decent money up on the board, which is obviously what's needed towards the end of the year, especially. So after, you know, so the last few weeks, you started playing a bit, well, playing a lot better, actually. And have you made any significant changes? I know you've started seeing Adam at Woodall Spa, where you're based. And so have you been working on something really radically different or just trying to fine tune things? Um, I did some good work with Dom from Ping at um, Hillside a few weeks back where I was just using the driver that wasn't quite right for me. Um, so I changed driver and three wood. Uh, that's out massively. Um, actually gone a little bit shorter in the shaft and um, gone to a different head in the driver and I've just hit him more fairways. Obviously, everyone's mad on length nowadays, but if you're long in it, in it in the in the rubbish all day, it's no good, is it? No, no. So that's obviously helped a little bit. And, you know, for both of you, really, I mean, it's a fine line, isn't it? A bit of confidence here and there. And obviously, you know, you get a new driver, a bit of a different feel, a bit of a different message from Adam. And all of a sudden, the, the season's looking a lot brighter, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, mm. yeah. You know, it's just, it's a bit, you need a big, like, well, me personally, I need a big finish to the year and you can't put too much pressure on yourself for it. You just got to keep believing what you're doing and I let that take the care of, like, let that take care of it, I suppose. Yeah, but you're certainly trending in the right direction. You, you'd rather be, you know, you're certainly starting to play a lot better. Your scores are suggesting you're playing a lot better, making the cuts and, and doing some good scores as well now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, that's good. Breeds confidence. So, so Dave, from, from your point of view for the season, being steady as you go, I mean, you're 50, 53rd or 54th on the challenge order, made, made a load of cuts, just really looking for that big finish. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, as, as George alluded to there, you can you can finish kind of 30th and 40th a lot out here and not really make much headway. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you have one one or two big weeks and it can, it can really make a big difference. Um, you know, you, you see guys uh, coming from a long way down and having a big week and then and flying through. And, um, you know, that's kind of uh, one of the things that um, is kind of like, oh, it's exciting about the rest of the season, like for, for, for somebody in anyone's position, you know, um, for both me and George, either of us have a couple of really good weeks and we can be um, right up there with a chance. Oh yeah, I mean that's the thing with the challenge tour. You got to win, even where you are, Jordan. You got to win off. You know, you win the next week, yeah. or whatever. And you're right back in the thick of things, aren't you? And I mean, the yeah. main thing is to try and obviously get to Mallorca, top forty-five, and then anything can happen from there, really. Plus, mm -hmm. plus the forty-five gives you a full membership of the European Tour in twenty twenty-four. At least it's a start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and you get, get some events through the winter then as well. You know, rather than having to. I know we we're going to start earlier and. We have been starting earlier in South Africa, but you you might get into a couple of the ones before Christmas. Mm. Yeah. So because yeah, you can get into Australia and that, can't you, Jez? Australia yeah, and just now, yeah. I think. Yeah, they've got two. Uh, they're down got to two, the Gold Coast. Yeah, they've Oof. got two tournaments down in Australia, haven't they, before um before Christmas, which Cam Smith's going to be playing on that and the Live Tour, but we'll get on to that in a minute. But, uh, 
Well, little so, dig in there, was it? That shed? We'll have a chat about that in a minute. But uh, so, really, Dave, you know, just keep on with the same thing. I mean, I know, I obviously know you work with Neil Matthews down in Wales, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, you do a lot of good stuff with him. Really, are you when you're talking to him at the moment with only a few events left? Are you talking anything specific, or just trying to do the same kind of things, really? Um. Yeah, to be honest with you, I think I, I kind of get off when I um, don't do a good job of kind of like maintaining my basics and uh, I tend to do too many things at once. Um, so and I start kind of flapping a little bit with um, with too many swing thoughts. Um, so uh, whenever I have uh, chatted to Neil, it's, it's been mainly just sort of simplifying things um, and just getting myself down to like good setup and sort of takeaway and backswing and then that kind of sorts out really a, a lot of um a lot of sort of bad shots that I might hit but um yeah I mean really recently I, I haven't really been quite playing as as well as I would have hoped over the last kind of month or so but I think that's mainly been because of my driving and um I think uh again as, as George said earlier like driving out here is so important that um you know you have a week where where you're struggling off the tee and you it's um you know it's it's right up there with well with putting and um getting the ball in the hole really i think you know you really do need to um to if the guys that are hitting a lot of fairways you just give yourself so many chances obviously if you're long then that's a big advantage but even if you're not long coming in out of the fairways with uh with wedges or irons you just have so much more control um and so much more opportunities to make birdies so that's kind of where i've been a little bit ropey but um it's starting to feel better. So, so just just going, just finishing off on that point, Jordan. Go, coming into this stage of the season with like five or six events left on the challenge tour, and hopefully the grand final. And if that doesn't go to plan, you know the tour school. It's not a time to be panicking, really. It's a time to just be fine tuning things and really trying to find a game now for the next couple of months, isn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, um, it's easy for someone in my position at the moment, being what one hundred and thirtieth on the rankings or whatever, to start panicking. But it's not going to help. Like no matter what you do, um, all you can do is believe that you can. You got the game, and you don't have to force results. You just got to let them happen. Um, it's very cliche. It's easy to say or whatever. It's hard to do, but most simple things are hard to do. Harder than what people really actually realise. But if you put the work in, and you never know what can happen, do you? Mm. So it's just getting a bit of self confidence. I mean, we've had a couple of people on here players who played in the Ryder Cup before you guys' time. And I, I was amazed how they, they kept going on about self-confidence and believing in themselves. Not arrogant, but they just believed that they could uh, compete with the best players on the tour. It's amazing. Exactly. You don't have to tell everyone, do you? As long as you believe it yourself, that's the main thing, I suppose. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. you, you know, if you, you can be humble, but you can still believe you're going to beat the guy next door to you. So that's that's the thing. Steve Richardson you didn't, one yeah. played in the the Ryder Cup on it and he played on tour with me and I, I was he's a good friend of mine I was amazed how he kept going on on the podcast about the you know the power of positive thinking really and I was taken aback because he's such a nice guy but he ne he was never came across as arrogant but uh boy he does believe in it he did believe in himself he felt he could beat all the best players in the world I think um, if you don't believe that you need to get out of the game as well to be honest Chez because mm. there's so many good players out there now mate that if you believe that um, you couldn't beat and you won't you won't get a chance because someone else is believing that. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? It's 
it's a fine line between arrogant and confident, isn't it? But you just need to stay humbled. And the worst thing you can do is get complacent with this game. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. So especially with, with coming the end of the season and all the rankings and everything coming up now for 2023. So, but anyway, you know, it's, it's good to hear that you're both feeling confident about what's uh, what's coming up for the next few weeks. Exactly. The old saying, yep. there's many ways to skin a cat, isn't there? Not just yeah. one way to do it. Yeah, it looks like your hairdresser had that same theory. Yeah, as well. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, close shave that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I don't mess yeah. with that. Booty will be getting it next week. Top ten yeah. haircut. Yeah, I, I think he thought he was. I think your man in Boston <laughs> thought he was skinning the cat, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. That was in Sweden, wasn't it? Was no, it? this is a fresh one. Fresh was it one really? Oh, yeah, really. Wow. There you go. So anyway, just just finishing off on the challenge tour, but obviously, as you were alluding to. Um, Jordan, well, both of you, you know, the standard on the challenge tour really is getting very, very high, and especially the strength and depth. And Dave, you were saying about the cut in Finland, four under par. And there's some, you know, there are some really low cuts. And I don't care what people say about how, you know, the courses might be easier than main tour. But, you know, the standard is is getting very, very high. But it's nice to see a bit of an increase in prize money this year. I think, the, well, the standard is, has been very, very high this year. Um, I think that partly because of, the way everything's kind of worked out with COVID over the last couple of years um, with the main tour and sort of safety nets and no Q schools. I think there's uh, probably a, a slightly higher number of guys that potentially would have had opportunities to go out on main tour quicker um, that are currently on challenge tour. Um, yeah, it's nice to see that prize money's uh, increasing. I think um, the plan is again to do that next year. So that's uh, that's really positive. And yeah, it's good. You know, like um, the, the main tour is obviously playing for uh, a lot more money as, than we are, as they should do. Um, so it's nice that the the, the gap is is sort of slowly being um, reduced, um, and and then there are plans plans in the works for it. Just yeah, so it's much easier for us to to, to sort of half make a living if you're if you're you know you'll play well all year and you finish uh inside the top 70 mark to keep your card and then um or you know even in top 45 and you, and you end up not really uh not really getting much back from it so it makes it it makes it difficult for guys who are you know trying to chase their dreams and um get to the next level yeah, no, I mean, I agree when you, well, it's certainly in the last week or 10 days or two weeks, obviously, the talk about prize money and the prize money that's going to be on the PGA mm. Tour and the Corn Ferry prize money and all this stuff. And it, it just hopefully the, certainly the Challenge Tour won't get left behind out of all this. So that, that's what I, I think is a bit of a shame. It's like Strategic Alliance and the money that they're making on the PGA Tour and all this kind of stuff. It's huge prize money, but it's nice to see the Challenge Tour has increased a bit. And as you rightly say, Dave, be nice to see it and hopefully he won't be on the challenge tour next year but for the younger guys some of this money that's just unbelievable prize money now hopefully it will filter down to the smaller tours and because there's so many as you rightly say there's so many good young players about now yeah i mean you you know you, you see a lot of the youngsters even this year you know um like really, really great swingers hitting it a long way um like not scared to kind of go out there and and contend every single week mm. and you know you can see that that um you know you never know how it's going to pan out at the next level but um that there will be guys as there are every year that go straight up to the main tour and win within the first year yeah. once or twice you know um you look at you in this year he's won twice and he was on channel straw last year and had a really good year so 
you know, I think that the more uh, the more help they can give to the to the to the lower levels, the, the better, better for everyone. Mm. Yeah, because because you you're gonna see these guys, and um, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, me and Jordy, you know, going to the next level and and being the next names on the on the European tour. But unless you're kind of helping out helping out those guys, then it's they're gonna find it tough to to carry on going. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think it, it needs to. The 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 the, men, the money needs to feed down a bit, and hopefully it will do. So mm-hmm. uh, for the Mate, it's, it's just the way of traveling. Everything's yeah. so expensive, Jez, as well, isn't it? That's the well, problem. Everything's then, gone up. It's not like you can get flights for fifty quid like you used to be able to, is it? No, that's what we were. So I was saying when uh, we had Jamie Rutherford and and Max Oren on a couple of weeks or so, ten days ago, we were saying you know the cost of traveling and everything is is just going through the roof, mm. as, as everybody knows. So, but. Anyway, hopefully, um, hopefully you guys will be on the main tour next year. Not have to worry about the challenge tour, but it would be nice to see the purses on the challenge tour to keep on going. You know, going up and up and up, which would be nice. So, so just mm-hmm. just moving on, you both play at historic golf clubs, which is one of the common denominators <laughs> between the two of you. Jordan, you play at a club that I know well, very well yeah. indeed. So, and uh, I might add that uh, I am a life honorary member at your club. I know you like to drop that one in. Oh, yeah. no, I, like, I like to drop that one in, you know. So, but uh, but <laughs> both, um, so you both play at fantastic courses. Jordy, just starting off for you, mate. I mean, Woodall Spa. Say, I've I've been, I've known the place since well, I don't know how long, but a long time ago, and yeah. uh, it's changed dramatically. I've been over and played with you a few times, and uh, you know, I'm over there again next week, and it has changed dramatically. Possibly a little bit easier, the course, but the changes for the good and everything. And but what yeah. a great, what a great place! And, and the practice facilities now are just fantastic. Yeah, the facilities are second to none, really. They're unbelievable. You got three putting greens. You've got two really good short game. Well, three really good short game areas now, with the new one being built there. Um, the range is great. You got a practice ground. You can't. Uh, for me, it's perfect. Um, especially like the location it, it's 25 minutes away it's, i don't know what else you can ask for you got a championship golf course and then you, the second golf course is there it's very good as well and the beauty of it it's not that they're not nowhere near the same sort of golf course one's like a very american style golf course with slopey mm. greens that mean well in europe that's how it's going now but really slopey greens um a little bit wider off the tee bit easier off the tee but it just it, you got such a nice uh nice change from one golf course to the other as well it's all right having two golf courses but when they're very similar it's it's not quite as good is it so it's nice to have that but from a from a touring pros point of view especially you know living in boston as you do it's it's not the easiest place in the world to get to it's not like in the middle of the country it's it's just an absolute pleasure really to have such a great facility pretty much on your doorstep obviously it's yeah. the home of england golf and for various reasons england golf is there but you know it, it's obviously a, a great thing to have yeah 100 percent. for me I, I joined there it was probably 18 two, uh, two, 18 months to two years ago and i'll never look back now it's uh yeah it's a great place to be at mm-hmm. so moving on to probably walton heath a bit more historic with the history of the club, you know the Ryder Cup. Yeah, you know you go in the locker room there. The Ryder Cups are sanctuary. Uh, the locker rooms are sanctuary to the Ryder Cup, and uh, you've got the ladies, um, the British Open, ladies British Open there next year. 
So again, a great course, two great courses, and uh, must be fun to be a member there. Yeah, no, I've been I've been uh, incredibly lucky to well be attached there now, and they've been they've been really really helpful to me um, throughout the last five years as being a pro. And um, yeah, I, I mean I've I've played there since I was ten, so it's eighteen. Uh, 18 years now and um I, I must have played every you know no every in, in and out of every of both the courses and every hole and um lots of stories and um matches and um yeah it's just a I absolutely love it up there um and yeah the, the golf courses are, are great They're, they they really do test you um both uh off the tee obviously with all the heather about and around the greens as well um and they stay in great condition pretty much throughout the whole year you know through the winter it's it doesn't get um it never gets boggy up there and um you're always hitting off uh, off nice turf which is which is really useful for us in the uk with with how bad the weather can get so um yeah i mean um it is a very exciting club at the moment as well with obviously the the women's open happening next year um there's a lot of hard work going into that um with uh we're just uh in the process of fitting in um new ir- irrigation system across the whole course so that's going to be i mean even now like the um the fairways aren't quite finished yet but the the greens are, and the tees and that are looking great but the contrast between uh how, how green the the tees and, uh, and the greens are um compared to the how you know how burnt out with all the weather we've had the fairways looks really really nice um uh, and that along with like the purple heather it's just a very like picturesque place um you know so it's very similar to Woodall really and I've been lucky to play there too um with all the heather and yeah just a just a really cool place lovely members um and uh yeah just a just a good place to practice really mm. yeah I well, say so it shows our time to change a bit really Walton Heath having the ladies uh, the British ladies uh British Women's Open there next year, and this year was at mm-hmm. Muirfield. You know, uh, years yeah. ago that probably wouldn't have been happening, wouldn't it? But that just shows the change of thing, how things are changing a bit at the moment. Yeah, Booty might be getting the uh, skirt out of that one. I got times are changing. Yeah. Times are changing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got two sisters, so there might be a couple of skirts in the house. Yeah, there you go. So, but. Uh, Carrying on, Dave, just going back a bit, obviously you played in the Walker Cup and, uh, you you know, you went to Stanford, graduated mm-hmm. from Stanford, so you, your connections to America. But, you know, something really to be pretty proud of, really, especially graduating from Stanford and playing golf to a high, an amateur high level at the same time. Yeah, no, it, was, it was really, really cool. Um, you know, I still pinch myself sometimes about how cool uh, the experience was over there. Um, just the people I met. Um the teammates I had on the golf team, um, just learning so Dave, much. You, really. Dave, you can Dave, you can drop names. You can name drop on here. We love a bit of name dropping. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, um, well, Patrick Rogers was in the year above me. Um, <laughs> he's obviously now on on PGA Tour, doing, doing pretty good. Yeah, well, I think he's his eighth eighth year now. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, Maverick McNeely, um, who has been on tour, I want to say three years now, um, but just made the FedEx, didn't make the finals, but, you know, he's comfortably been in the top 70 the last two years. Mm. Um, Then uh, Brandon Wu, um, a younger guy, two years below me, um, and uh, he's 
basically been on the PGA Tour for two years now. Mm. Um, Joseph Bramlett on PGA Tour. Yeah, I mean, he was he was not quite there when I was there, but lived locally in the area. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, we were, we were lucky to meet um, this other guy. Uh, his name was Tiger. <laughs> that was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, um, you might have dropped that one. That, in, so. that, that other guy. <laughs> yeah. But just, yeah. just, on, just, just <laughs> Once I got about, started, I couldn't stop. <laughs> just talking about practice facilities. I remember you showed me a picture of the, uh, of the range at Stanford. I mean, talk about Woodall. That just looked unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, mate, it was, yeah, ridiculous, really. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, had probably five or six different different greens uh all different designs three or four different um kind of uh areas to hit off on the range different directions and it's actually got even better since i've left it's um they've got trackman range and they've got a whole new clubhouse now um which was there for my last year um but yeah i mean even when i've gone back and visited now it's i mean you, you, we really, I think I took it for granted when I was in college about just how how well you get treated over there, and um, uh, you know they, that they benefit a lot from um, the donor schemes and uh, the amount of money that um, some of the some of the big sport programs make over there, like football, and yeah. um, it just filters down. On and like you know, Stanford was incredible, but there are so many, um, so many really, really. Uh, like amazing facilities over there but um but yeah I was lucky I mean yeah just uh it was cool cool to make the original connection really it, it all came from uh you know Phil but Phil Rowe who yeah, was, yeah, um, Phil Rowe, don't, who yeah, played don't. Walk Cup in uh 99 um down from Cornwall and yeah. he he put me in touch with Conrad the head coach and both of them together kind of made it really really nice and um easy for me really I kind of yeah couldn't believe it at the time um but uh, but yeah, just uh, had an amazing time. Good. Uh, we'll move off the Walker Cup now, Jordy. I say, I'm, I'm yeah, thanks, out the mate. picture in the background here for you. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit different to your picture in your background, but there you go. Yeah, well, I actually <laughs> prefer mine. Yeah, to be fair, good old palm up there. <laughs> That's lovely. So j- just before we move on, to a couple of other topics. Uh, a couple of the uh, one question, probably to you, Jordy. You know, when you're out on the uh, out on the road and everything. Do you have like set practice routines or do you just kind of take it, you know, if you've played the course before, does that make a difference to you? Or do you do you set a do you have a, a pretty set regime or do you is it fairly fluid? Um, I suppose it completely depends when you're traveling, Jez, to be honest. Like what days you can like say if I traveled on a Monday, I find that actually a little bit more beneficial for me now rather than getting there, say, like on a Tuesday. Um, if I got there Monday night, I can play 18 on the Tuesday, um, see the golf course if I've never seen it before. And then say if there was a nine, I wasn't quite sure and I could go play that nine on the Wednesday. Um, I think you just got to be quite strategic. Like A lot of people like to get there a little bit later. It's completely how you work, I suppose. Um but for me, I find that works a little bit easier. And yeah, I think keeping a good routine is always very handy. Um, it's easy to get lost and not doing as much. Well, you can do a lot, but it not be beneficial to you rather than if you keep doing the same stuff and you know it works, it's going to be a lot more beneficial doing it that, that way. So have you kind of stuck to the same practice routine this year obviously say because obviously you're playing a lot better now have you looked at it and thought maybe i should just change something about on the practice side of it or just stuck with the same uh, thing? 
Yeah, um, I suppose like the last six weeks, I've been working on a few little different things in my technique, but the bits I've been working on in my technique have actually helped me on, like they've bled into my practice routine for what I actually take out onto the golf course, like um, controlling speed position, like speed through my, my body turns and stuff like that. And you find I've been doing this thing on the range where I'm hitting like a full eight iron, then I'll try and hit a seven iron and a six iron the same length as my eight iron. And you'll just see the difference in the flights. And that's how you can change it for a approach it onto different greens, different conditions. Like last week, the greens are very soft. Yeah. Um, so you need, so obviously taking a flight out of it with a bit of spin out of it was very beneficial. Um, whereas before I'd struggle with doing that. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I joke about Boston not being the easiest place to get to, which clearly it isn't. Do. I mean, it really I, isn't, no. I remember when I used to live in Woodall Spa, I mean, it's this is going back a long time. But when you live kind of London way, you get home a bit more, Dave. And you know, I know you went home this weekend and, and drove back out again. But it must be nice mm -hmm. to, have to get home for a little bit. Um, but again, do you, um, do you have a kind of set routine or is it just determined by flight times or where you're going to, etc.? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, well, just firstly, like, I, I definitely get, uh, I'm very, very lucky to live close to two big airports. I mean, I do feel for the guys that, um, you know, can't get home or um, have to stay out like week to week, you know, sometimes obviously be able to get home, but doing like three, four week stretches in a row where you can't get home, it is, it is tough. Um, I tend to try and go out on a Tuesday and play um, nine holes, nine holes. Um because then I feel like it gives me a chance to uh, kind of take my time a little bit more on that nine holes and do a bit more short game around the greens and uh, save save up some energy as well for the for the tournament days. So I tended, unless I can't, like unless, you know, sometimes we play in um, countries where they have uh, prime on a Tuesday, so there might not be any play on a Tuesday or you might have to get there really early so you might have to play 18 on a Wednesday morning um, or you might have to play 18 on a Tuesday and there's no golf on a Wednesday just kind of I think it, it depends on um, how the tournament kind of schedule of the week fits out but um, uh, yeah I tend to try and keep it the same I think as George says you, you kind of if you're in a nice routine um, and you find a way that allows you to practice the course but also practice your game um because i think that is a really important part of what we do is um not just learning the course every week um but also getting your game in a spot where like you have you know you have to be like firing on all cylinders if you're going to do well so um you kind of have to weigh up like what's gonna give me the best chance of of doing that is it going to be spending five hours in a practice round on the golf course or is it going to be spending um two hours or an hour and a half on the range or an hour on putting green or chipping green um, to where you can build up a bit of confidence. Yeah. And then presumably Jordy as well, you know, if you're going on a long stretch or if, you know, when you go back out for four or five weeks, you got to try and conserve your energy. The, the tra traveling part of it's tiring as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of mm. people don't see obviously that side of it. Um, like this year I've been trying to like train a lot in the gym while being away as well. Yeah. And um, I did four weeks of that really like uh, I've been doing it very well consistently all year, but like this last time I played six weeks in a row. Um, I did it for four weeks in a row, and then you just find yourself whether it's going to be, be beneficial to you, say, to actually keep 
keep training or, or, or that sort of things or wherever you should like reserve your energy a little bit more. Cause obviously you don't want to be going out to the, to the golf course tight knackered out do you? Like it's just, it's a hard enough game as it is. And if you're making the mental errors because you're tired, you need to know when to rein it in. I think that's just come all comes through experience. Mm. You, need, I mean, you need the experience of it. And I've been doing it long enough now that you sort of learn what your body's capable of. And um, yeah, like I'm, I'm a sucker for just, if I could keep going, but you need to, you need to know when it's going to be beneficial to stop. Yeah, I mean, like last week, obviously, was a long week with having only 54 holes and the rain coming in and flooding the course on, say, I wasn't there, but obviously it must have rained pretty hard on Saturday because they called it yeah. quite early, didn't they? So it makes it long days, doesn't it? Yeah, you get a lot of early mornings, especially with, um, like, say, the last two weeks where the weather's been pretty pretty bad at late afternoon, especially. So they've been doing, like, you draws. So even if you're doing pretty good, you're off early. Mm. Um so they're therefore like obviously resting after you've played is really big. Yeah. So moving on then. So every guest we've had on here, and we've had some interesting ones. We've asked them all about uh, live golf, and it's changed. It's changing day by day. It's obviously changed dramatically today. You know, we had Lordy on who was uh, keen for his man to go and play in the live event, and he went with Stenson, and he won the first one. So Lordy was quite happy yeah. about that. <laughs> so. <laughs> But um, from from a from you guys' point of views, playing on the challenger, and obviously you've seen it all. Cam Smith's gone today, and one or two other young guys, Joachim Neiman's gone to the Live Tour. From from your point of view, starting with you, Dave, just be brief. But where do you where do you see it? And I, I basically, are you in favour of it or are you against it? I don't know if I've really thought about it to say whether or not I'm really for one way or another. Um, I would say that it, I think in general, um, for the the way that golf has gone, I think at the moment it's um, it's a, a little bit frustrating, or maybe golf has been in the headlines for maybe some of the wrong reasons with comments that players have made that have gone, or um, players that haven't gone, kind of a little bit almost of a um, you know like a um bit back and forth basically um between between those players which just becomes a bit petty mm. um and i i think just in general the way that potentially the tours have treated it like even now it's sort of become a bit of a sort of just a bit of a money entertainment clash really between live and well between the pga tour and live really mm. so um like it's like what's the next thing that's going to come out that that they're going to say that's um Oh, we've now got the one up on you, kind of thing. Um, I think for, for for us at this level, apart from obviously increasing our price funds a little bit, it's it doesn't really affect it. Us, I, I think, in terms of if you're a young pro just starting out now, like it's probably no better time to really come into the game because um, you've got uh, more opportunities um, than before with even bigger prize funds, um, and you know you got guys potentially coming straight out of college that could go um straight on to live or they could go play in asia i think i think long term they're, they're not going i don't think they're you know i think they're they're, they're not going anywhere so um they're gonna have to sort of come to some form of agreement and that agreement looks to be probably going to be become 
between PGA Tour and Live as to juggling the schedules. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think golf in general um, probably has become a little bit um, stale over the last 10, 10 years. Just not not that, not the majors or the Ryder Cups, but your your standard um, day to day events. Yeah, golf. Yeah, your yeah. standard sort of normal events say on uh you know well both on european tour and on pga tour to be honest with you the lower level events um kind of don't really have the same or i I don't really tend to i I watch the majors but i'm probably one person to ask about watching golf i don't really watch golf anyway but like if you were to ask like any of my friends or like I, i think a general member of the public whether or not they would want to watch you know sky sports for four or five hours on a Thursday, Friday, after, Saturday afternoon watching, I don't want to say any event, but one of the lower level tour events. And they're probably not. I think that a switch up of, you know, <laughs> the I don't necessarily know whether the format needs to change, but um, I think anything, uh, anything that's going to create a big change has to be radical. And that's what they've done. So um, they, they've come in uh, all guns blazing and they've, uh, they've gone for it basically, which um, you know, we'll have to see how it shapes out. But yeah, um, I mean, the, definitely interesting times, yeah. There's no doubt they've shaken things up a bit, and you know, yeah, as you rightly say, it's moved very, very quickly. But, Geordie, what I mean, from uh, you know, your point of view and talking to your mates who are playing the tour, what, what's your kind of feelings? I mean, I, I think the, the big worry, not worry, but the thing golf has got to be wary of. Is it as, as you rightly say, David? It seems to be getting a bit petty, really, in places, and they've got to be worried. They've got to be wary. They don't turn off the, the kind of golf fans who've been watching golf for a while. They say that um, there's no such thing as bad publicity, isn't there? Yeah. And you've got to admit, I've got people that don't even play golf talking about this live tour. Yeah. So, you, in one way, it could be growing the game. I don't really, you don't, it's hard to know, obviously, at the moment. Um, for me personally, obviously, a lot of the stuff came out in that law lawsuit the other week. If I was, I don't know, say you Dustin Johnson or you Rory McIlroy or anything, it wouldn't do a lot for me. Mm. But it's all, it's all battle, it's all circumstance, isn't it? If, at the minute, I'd jump at the chance because, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's big money. Um, you play. You're still playing against really good players, but then if you're in a position of, say, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, you still got your years of good golf left. They're not playing for anything. No, but they can hopefully still play in all the majors, can't they? That's yeah, the but that's thing. still under scrutiny. I know they're they're on about changing it, but at the moment, that's still like yeah. They probably will change it. The, the bigger the players they get, they will change it because they're going to be forced to because. They're not going to be, but there's always going to be people coming through. Yeah, it, it's it's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah, but as, as Dave rightly says, golf has possibly come and become a bit stale in the last few it years. It has, yeah. As it needed rightly, something. Needed something, as you rightly say, Dave. Some of the lower tournaments on both the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, you wouldn't sit there all afternoon watching. No disrespect to the players, because they're brilliant, great golfers. But it's no, yeah, 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 of course. There's yeah. just no hype about it, isn't there? No, that's, that's the, the thing. And mm. 
the, the one thing it might do, it might as long as the majors don't start banning these players or stopping them, it might elevate the majors to become even bigger tournaments because it'll be the only time in the whole year when the best players, all the players are together, all the players meet for the yeah. four for the four events. So yeah, you know, I, agree. I, I think yeah. the one mm. that the event that might um, might get damaged from all this is the Ryder Cup. Because, you know, who's going to be able to play and who's not going to be? I mean, look at the President's Cup in two, 10 days' time or whatever, now that Smith and Leachman and all these guys can't play in it. You know, because they the PGA Tour owned the President's Cup, they just banned them straight off from playing. Mm. You know, didn't realise that they just banned them, have they? Well, they will, they will ban them. They'll take them out yeah. of the team. But, I mean, you could have Louis Easterhazen in that team, Charles Shortsall, Cam Smith, mm. Leachman. And it would, make it, a much better, it would make it a much better spectacle by banning mm. these players... It's just diluting the whole thing. Nobody's really going to want to watch it. It's going to be such a crushing, you'd have to think. But anyway, you know. So the the final question I've asked a couple of the other guys on this. In a year's time, do you think uh, things will have sorted itself out? It'll be like a live tour, a European tour, a PGA tour, and and everybody just get on with it? Yeah, I don't don't think think they're going anywhere. Do you think there might be a bit of a merger between any of the tours or not? Or just everybody going still at it? Isn't there a merger between DP World and PJ? Well, the Strategic Alliance, mm. yes. I mean, that seems to be getting closer, doesn't it? So, in the end of the day, it could be the PGA Tour and the European or the DP World Tour and then the Live Tour. And then, you know, and then the majors just become the four big tournaments of the year, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think they're going anywhere, though. No, oh, no. I, I think they're here to stay. Yeah, I, th- I think Liverpool yeah. definitely here to stay. I don't think there's any question. But I say, hopefully the game isn't... The game does probably hopefully grow and doesn't get tarnished by it, by, you know, petty... kind of, Not petty, because it's multi-million dollar fighting, but, you know, it's all... Yeah, yeah. He's got the biggest... Not the biggest pockets, but certainly deep pockets. I, but I from, a player's, from a player's point of view... Sorry, David, I was just going to say from, a, no, no. from like you guys' point of view... It's a great time to be playing professional golf, whether you like it or not. I agree. Hundred percent. Game now. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it's um, it's it's good for that as well. It's it's nice to be uh, rewarded for say good play as well, rather than a few. Well, like when I played Challenge Tour a few years ago, you you could finish in a fifteenth position and lose money. And obviously this year, um, you can actually still make a little bit of money from a fifteenth position. It's still not great, but it's a lot better than where it has been. So. It's, it's obviously for the better, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. So, anyway, so that's where we are with Liv, and hopefully some of that, well, hopefully you guys will be uh, you'll be moving up from the Challenge Tour this year. But the final kind of questions, when you have weeks off, I know what you do, Dave, you go and watch the mighty Wrexham play. I was just <laughs> messaging with your dad um, before we came on here, and he's been on the train all day going to watch Wrexham play tonight. So... You're a Wrexham yeah. fan. You're a Wrexham fan. Any other kind of things you do on weeks off, or is it just really taking it easy and rest and uh, getting ready to go back out on the road? Yeah, I think uh, it sort of obviously depends on, um, on on how much I've got going on, or maybe if I've got one week off or two weeks off. But um, yeah, I'll um, keep okay, uh, it PG now, Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, just like well, I got lucky to live quite close to London, so I pop up pop up there. Quite a bit, and um, see some of my friends that live up there, and uh, you know, otherwise just just try and relax really. And um, quite into, as you say, other sports. Like I, I will try and go to a Wrexham game um, with my old man uh, if we get a chance. And again, there's quite lucky that there's quite a few that are local to where where we live. There's 
um, Dorking and Woking and I'm not being the, funny uh, though, Dave. I'm not being the funny. The big clubs, you know, the I'm, proper I'm clubs. I'm not being funny, but mate, it's a tough gig. It's got to be a. T- I know you've got a Hollywood owner, but it's got to be a tough well, gig following it's Wrexham. Got- it's got even better now with the uh, Disney Plus show that's just come out. You got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, welcome talk, to Wrexham. Hey, talk about a tough gig watching Wrexham. It could be even tougher watching Boston United. I remember the days. Not that I ever watched them, but so have you the got mighty any yellow of, and black. Yeah, exactly. You got any kind of things you do apart from uh, the golf in the, in the uh, off time or not? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, plenty, but can't discuss some of it here i suppose <laughs> um, um no uh just a lot of it i think you need to have a good good time just to chill out like like a week's not really quite enough two weeks two weeks <laughs> two weeks is nice um where you can just calm down for a little few days not not really touch a club especially when you've been away for like say six weeks like i have um probably won't touch a club until Wednesday, um, stroke Thursday, and then um, yeah, just a bit of downtime, bit of just chilling, seeing the family, seeing a few friends that you haven't seen for a while. Um, but no, I wouldn't say I do too much in the in the weeks off. So really, the, with Frilford Heath moving, it's not uh, it's not been a bad thing really. It's kind of given a bit of an enforced break. Yeah, it's quite beneficial years. to be honest because yeah. there's not really been any breaks at all for the last mm-hmm. what. 15 weeks or so is it yeah. or is it yeah. longer yeah so it's quite it's it's a it's not a good thing but it's not a bad thing from your point of view from you guys point of view it's coming at quite a good time to recharge the batteries before a, a big and important oh, it's great run yeah to finish. exactly especially after a long long season and it has it has it's felt quite long really obviously with traveling travel still been hard work like especially um start of the year it was such hard work to find any flights and stuff like that and everything was so expensive it it, it was it was draining to be honest um but obviously with with the bubbles and that being lifted that's a lot better yeah i think uh, mm. yeah everything's starting to get back to normal now which is nice good good all right well say so thanks very much for coming on dave especially you and good good luck this week mate and i uh, hope it all goes well thanks and uh, hopefully, thanks very much. Hopefully, for the sake of your old man, Wrexham get a result tonight. Perhaps it's been a long journey for old Carl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so and Jordy, I'll um, I'll see you next week, mate. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much for coming on, and all the best for the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, not at all. We'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Yeah, appreciate it, Jez. Keep well, right. mate. See you in a bit. Have a good one, Booty. All right. Cheers, George. Have a nice week, mate. Have a good one, mate. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Bye. Cheers, Rob.